The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guest are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington Commanders or any of their representatives. This is the Command Center Commute Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson. This is the mouth of the South. Frederick Smoot. I go by Frederick now <laughs> Frederick. instead of Fred. I got older. Sounds very official, <laughs> brother. So we're going to start with a weekend wrap-up talking about kind of the big news of the week, which is Jalen Hurts. Uh, $255 million. You got that when you played, though, right? Uh, not even close. Not it's even? Quarterback money. You know, <laughs> tight end, quarterback. <laughs> you know, that's a different tax bracket. Yeah. And that's why I got my theories on I think the quarterbacks should have their own. Salary cap, kind their of. own salary. I think they should not count against the salary cap right? yeah. because they are independent contractors. But I think this is the, the new NFL when it yeah. comes to quarterbacks. And so, what do you think about paying him specifically? You know, that team's been built up, I think, in large part because they've had a cheap quarterback, they've had a guy in a rookie deal, and now they give him all this money. And now, the, the contract structure is a little bit up and down, it's kind of backloaded, whatever. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, you know, can they be successful not having that supporting cast around them? I think Philadelphia does this better than anybody. They pay their guys a year early, like a year too yeah. early. They, they, they do that because think about this, $255 million, I hate to say this, quarter of a billion, cheap. it'll be cheap in three yeah. years. So that's what they're planning on. And don't forget, A.J. Brown already locked up. Devontae Smith still on a rookie yeah. contract. Yeah. And just uh, signed a new running back, and they still got numerous draft capital. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they are right where they want to be in that sweet spot. It does make it a little more challenging, I think, because they have to keep – kind of their, you know, they have to hit, keep hitting on the draft. Yeah. You know how challenging that is. You yeah. know, like it, it leverages them in a different way than they've been leveraged in the past. You know, before they could go out and say, oh, let's get A.J. Brown. Oh, let's play, pay Lane Johnson. Now yeah. that's a little bit more challenging, right? It's a little bit muddier, but you got to realize last year's draft, Jordan Davis, who will be stepping in and starting yeah. role right now, and, you know, Kobe Dean. But they lose Hargrave, right? This is one of the reasons you lose Hargrave, yeah. right? And who's, who's maybe one of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL, right? And that's something that I think is, again, can you sustain? You see, like, I go back to the Seattle Seahawks when they paid Russell Wilson, that defensive roster got it, it crazy. Sto- it started to deteriorate. And yeah. I totally understand. I just think Philadelphia is in a better mode. Like we just said, Hargrave leaves. Jordan Davis, a first-round pick from yeah. last year, steps in. So uh, TJ leaves at the middle linebacker. Yeah. Nicobe Dean steps in. Yeah. These are guys that's been in that system for a year. So I think they, they the prior planning has stopped poor I guess, situational planning. Yeah, and it also feels like, doesn't it feel like they kind of knew they were going to do this? Like planning yeah. that far ahead. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Years. Planning that far ahead, and you know, they have two first round picks this year. I mean, they, I just, the way they build a team. And the way they build a roster is just incredible. I'm jealous because they did start this year saying we're going to see if Jalen Hurts is our quarterback yeah. because we have a top ten pick <laughs> and we might draft him. Like that's where they set themselves up at. And I mean, that's, that's good. That's good process, though, yeah, man. Yeah. Like that's what you want to do, you know. And I think that's that's uh, you know I think Washington can learn a little bit from that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Your enemies are who you do learn from. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the other thing I'd want to touch on is just like you know leading into the draft for yeah. Washington. Yeah. You know, you and I've been talking a lot about DBs. And you said it. something. Absolutely insane to me earlier today that you're not as high on Witherspoon um, as I, other the, people. The more and more Witherspoon, I, the cornerback at Illinois. Yes, uh, the more and more I watch him, I'm seeing a big guy that can't run, that's very physical. I'm all about ball retrieval. I'm all about thieves. I'm all about cat burglars. I'm all about guys getting balls that don't belong to them. And if you can't do that at a high level in college, I can't expect for you to turn the page, come into the league with better quarterbacks, better wide receivers, better tight ends, and all of a sudden you're going to become a thief. And then think about this. I'm all you about stop, what man. do my roster look like? I have St. 
juice. I have the nullifier over there, one guy that's not going to get a lot of interception, but he will notify a wide receiver. Yeah. The, the other guy has to be a ball retrieval guy. Can you get that from the safeties, though? Oh, you can get that from the state. Because when I look at Witherspoon, I see a guy who's got great instincts. He understands concepts really well. He anticipates he throws. He anticipates concepts, how they're trying to attack different coverages. Plays with great vision. He plays physical, which is important to me. Yep. And so to me, that's all good football player, right? Yep. And then you're, you're just saying, oh, he doesn't get turnovers. Turnovers are so – it's so luck-based, Fred, right? I mean, there, there is skill associated, but I'm saying like – A pair dude, of get, lips get, to tell a lie. Yeah, you stop that right now. Uh, come on, You man. know I'm telling the truth, Fred, because think about Emmanuel Forbes, your, your best friend, yeah. your, your little brother, no, right? No, 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 no. I, 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 listen, he earned this respect from me. <laughs> like, don't forget we got Cam Dazzle on his team who was paired up with him. Yeah. And I always feel like Forbes was the better guy. And, 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 and it's no mistakes when it comes to turnovers. Some guys just get turnovers. Yeah. And some guys don't. And when I watched Witherspoon, I said, you know what? Let me watch him play against the best group of guys he played against, Ohio State. Yeah. All right, these guys, it, it wasn't a great game for him, but it wasn't a bad game for him. It's, it's telling me a lot. Like, yeah. it's telling me a lot about who he is and what he is. But nobody had a good game against Ohio State. No corner, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at uh, DJ Turner out of Michigan, right? Yeah. And yeah. who's the guy? Harrison? Holy cow, yeah. the receiver from Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. He hey, looks like... I played against his father. And he's, and he's bigger, strong, and He's like 6'4", yeah. ...than his father. So I understand that. So now, what happens when you see a Marvin Harrison Jr. every... Week, but that's the thing. Is there a Marvin Jr. Harrison in the NFL every week? You know, I, is, I think I think every team has a legit number one. Yeah. Think about our team. We have three wide receivers that can pretty much beat anybody in this yeah, league. Yeah, it's true. All right, so and then I always tell people this: just because the receiver has not developed a name for himself, the last dude on your roster can really beat anybody in this world yeah. when it comes to getting open. Yeah. and that's why I tell when I when I draft cornerbacks. Am I bringing them into a situation where they could blossom? All right, we play a lot of match zone. I need people that's very, very good with their eyes. Yeah. Now, Rutherspoon will fit in there when it comes to playing, understanding concepts, and reacting to stuff yeah. with his eyes. But at the end of the day, not the longest arms. True. Right? Not the guy with the, the, the highest vertical. So what, what is he going to do when the, the smaller receivers start to route him up and the bigger receivers start to body him? Yeah. Yeah, you got me off my point anyway, Fred. Jesus, man. Like, so <laughs> we, we no, no, we were talking about Emmanuel Forbes and yeah. turnover luck, right? Because when yeah. you look at Emmanuel Forbes, yeah. seven interceptions, right? I think yeah. four for touchdowns, three yeah, for yeah, touchdowns, yeah, something yes, like four. that. Yeah, four. You heard it right. Yeah, four for touchdowns. Yeah. Some of those are tip passes. Some of those are underthrown balls, right? He's just kind of in the right place at the right time. I played with a guy in college who led the FBS in interceptions and was not a very good pro, and everyone he was overdrafted because of the interception luck, right? Yeah. Interception luck. Quotes, so you right? don't want to say his name? I don't remember his name. All right. I'm going to keep my guy. Hey, listen, of, I'm going to keep my, my guy out of the fire right now. Think about this. My guy uh, Forrest played Will Levis, a guy that they're trying to push up as a top. But you don't like Will Levis. So don't, even, I don't, don't I use don't. him as an argument but, but, to why but, your boy but, should but be drafted. But did you see what pass he picked off? A screenplay. This okay. is a bubble screen that my guy saw, responded to, reacted to, picked off, and took 60 yards. That is not a tip ball. That's not this. I read plays, and this is what I love about Man Ford. What he studies. He yeah. believes. He, he trusts himself. Zone player, right? Good without the like off vision, off coverage, but has the ability to play man. No, no, he's a press man, dude. Oh, oh stop. he's a press man at one sixty six. Yeah, no, he's not. Blaze the grass, blowing the wind, but they stay strong. All right, <laughs> all I'm telling you like this. No, 
Come on, have you seen him? 6'2"? He has a wingspan of a basketball player. He He's, loves to press. My son weighs more than him, bro. Yes, your son does, but we're not taking your son in the first <laughs> round this year. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Listen, yeah. I told you, what do I like? Anomalies. I like guys that do not fit it's the true. mold. And that's why you're a little Weatherspoon. He checks all the boxes. Six feet tall, 200 pounds, look like a football player, until it's time to play football. Dude, but he's not, oh, Fred, 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 Fred. He looks like a football player. He plays like a football player. And I think that's where I, I like that that quality a little bit more. You mentioned anom um, anomalies, right? Yeah. We were talking about Joey Porter Jr. He might be the most anomaly guy in the class, the biggest outlier, right? Yeah. He's 6'2", legitimately. He's 195 pounds, 200 pounds, big corner, 34-inch mm -hmm. arms. I, I think people are hyping him up big time. I think because the pedigree, they're yeah, in love with his dad's pedigree, and also I think because he is an anomaly, he is yeah. an outlier. How do you think yeah. a guy like that translates? He has to go to the right place, and I hate to be a homer on this one, but he needs to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Stop! Like, I, I, I'm just telling you, he looks like a Pittsburgh. You talked to his dad about that, and, and I'm sure his dad <laughs> would love it. But I'm just saying, I don't see him working everywhere. Like some guys, yeah, you can plug and play everywhere, and some guys they need the right situation. That right, like Rundé Bobber, one of my favorite corners. Yeah, that cover two in Tampa was the right situation to make him a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I can't say if you put him at man-to-man -man in Pittsburgh sure. in 3-4 that he makes it yeah. as a Hall of Famer. So I look at Joy Porter and I say, is the pedigree better than the, the play on the field? Mm. Uh, is it about upside? That's what you said yeah, when we was talking. I, yeah, it's it's upside. more upside with this kid. I need a guy that's ready to play right now in this situation. I think him and Christian Gonzalez are both upside plays. Like, you know, because Christian Gonzalez is not overly productive, not overly physical, but you see him at the combine but, yeah. and he moves the best to anybody in the class. Yeah, right? he does. He, does. But, he but, looks good. You know, and I think it's funny. Like, the guys that I like are Witherspoon and Deontay Banks because to me, they're tough physical athletes that I think project well the NFL, right? You don't like the toughness as much, right? You like, no, soft, you like soft, pretty boys that get interceptions. Are you serious? I mean, my, that's what you told my me. My guys don't miss no games. I like tough guys. That is guys. true. I, I, my guys don't miss and games. I, and I'm, and I'm, giving, I'm giving Forbes a hard time, but I do like his film a lot. Like, yeah. he's, he's probably my fourth, fifth corner in the class. I do really, got, really like him. You got Ringo, Kelly Ringo no, out of him, because no. he's the guy that I think. Uh, he's, he's lying to everybody. He's, he's your five-star guy that played with a lot of more five-stars. And just looked like he was going through the motions most. Yeah, of the I think time. you told me this, and like the second I watched like his first like his first coverage cut up, I was like, you said he's going to safety, and I was like, he has to play safety. Thank he's you. got such tight hips. hips thank he's fast. You. He's fast, and he's big. He looks good coming off the bus. But when a when a when a DB has a hitch on the turn, yeah, on something vertical, mm -hmm. it's fatal, especially when you're going against really I, fast receivers. They turn their hips and have to pick their knees up real yeah. high. It tells me you don't you're not a smooth transition. And I hate to say this. If a cornerback can't dance, I don't want him. It's, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strength coach by trade, Fred. You know, yeah. by when I'm not in here talking to the microphone. Yeah. And one of the biggest things in the research is like dancing and rhythm. It correlates directly to athleticism. So yeah. I know you're trying to make a joke there, but that's 100% no, true. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I myself took ballet because you want you want your feet to Did be you really? on your toes. Is yes. that why your feet are so messed up? No, no, no. no, no it could be. I think about it. But that's also where I didn't get a lot of ankle injuries. Yeah. And I got. Great balance, and, and that's what you want. Like yeah. the one thing about a cornerback, he has to have cat-like reactions. Yeah, you never see a cat fall. All right, you got to hit the ground, get back up. Yeah. You got to be seconds, tenths of a second. Like so, at the end of the day, if you're not agilic and you're not flexible, I don't see you stopping some of these. I don't see you stopping Jamar Chase. Yeah. I, I just don't. Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, like name any quick, fast 
well-schooled wide receiver, and you need to have fluid hips and good reaction ability. I totally agree. And so that's why some of these guys, and you know this is what we do every year. Every year we have a draft with seven rounds, and we feel like all seven rounds, all 32 picks are all going to be great. Yeah, They're just not. Like I hate to tell people, 60% of this first round will not be in the league in four years. So I was going to ask you, Fred, you want to talk about um, your top guys, yeah. your, your top corners. Give all me your right. top corners. And then how would you tier them, right? Because I know not all these guys are going to be first-round players. Yeah, all, Some of them are going to be first-half first-round players, some of the second, uh, second half of the first round. How do you tier them? Who are your guys? I, I start with – Mimicking last year's, mm. I believed in Tariq Woodley. When I see him go to Seattle, uh -huh. pro bowler. I yeah. knew it. Get with that coach, you will be good. All right, when I seen some of these guys now, it's like, okay, uh, I think a guy like Christian Gonzalez, I, I'm higher on him than you are. I, I, he's, he's my second-rated quarter. So yeah. for my tiers, yeah. I have Witherspoon in the first tier, kind of by himself. Then I, then I have, then I have, there, come on now. He's Tito I, you, Jackson. You didn't, He's not you, Michael Jackson. You didn't have, you didn't do tiers. I'm doing my tiers. All so right, all listen. right. So then I got Christian Gonzalez. I got Deontay Banks. I got, um, shoot, I forget the other guy I had in there. Um, Deontay not, Banks. Not DJ Joy, Joy Porter Jr. Yeah. And then I have Emmanuel Forbes in the third tier, but it's very close. So that's kind of my top five guys. I can see you're upset about that. No, friend. I'm just saying, it just told me that you so, just, so how would you, Mel Kuyper tells you, you just runs with it. How would you tier it, Fred? I would say, the distance between number one, and I've said this, and number seven corner in this draft is minute. Okay. Is minute. I can get just as much play from, uh, I, you love Banks. I, I, I'm high on Banks. But I, 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 understand, I understand your point, though. To me, the difference between Gonzalez, Banks, and Joey Porter Jr. is basically, they're basically the same I feel player. like I can get the same thing from Banks that I can get in the third round from DJ Turner from Michigan. I, 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 dis I disagree. I, he's a good. He's a great football player. Ran a four two four at the combine. Yeah. He's 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 all those things. But he's one of those guys at the catch point that I'm like, is he physical enough at the catch point? point. I, I, at the mesh point with me, yeah. where you and the receiver get 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 side by side and transition into a route. I put these guys all in the same tier. I don't believe nobody in this draft is a Deion Sanders. All right. Oh no. Nobody's I mean, in draft. So I put these guys. That's in, really good analysis, it, it, it's, Fred. It's, it's like five one Bs. Yeah. I like five one Bs that can be special with the right coach yeah. in the right situation. I don't see as much separation as you do, and I'm not as high on the high end, and I think that's why. So when I say tears, right? Yeah. So Witherspoon to me is a top ten pick. Those other three guys I could see going to the first round, and Forbes could sneak into the bottom of the first, early second. So. There's not a lot of space for me, right? Yeah. But you, when you, when you kind of get to the film, you have to distinguish stuff because you have to say what separates player X from player Who's Y. Who's the safest? That's the question yeah. you're asking. Yeah. And Witherspoon seems to be the safest, I think, because of one thing, his tackling ability. He's an excellent tackler. And that's yeah. another reason why I like Banks a lot, too, because yeah. they're good tacklers. And I've played with corners who are good coverage players, and you have, too, yeah. who aren't willing to tackle, and it gets exposed at this level, right? They can't tackle receivers. They, they can't. They, they're going to start to make that receiver, cut that linebacker, and yeah. you, they're going to they're gonna force you to be one-on-one -on -one with backs. Yeah. And most guys, they are willing Tackler's yeah. mindset. Tackling is a mindset yeah. that's taught, and most of these guys from college are not good tacklers because they don't give up a lot of catches. Yeah. Yeah, and so like to your point, like like Kyle's whole offense, Kyle Shanahan's entire offense is built around making the worst tackle on the field make the tackle. Yeah, and ninety percent of the time, ninety eight percent of the time, the run is designed to make the corner make the tackle. Yes, and yes. so when I look at that, I say Joey Porter Jr. not the best tackler, Christian Gonzalez not the best tackler. I will say 
Emmanuel Forbes is a very willing tackler. Deontay Banks, very willing tackler, and Witherspoon are willing tackler. And so that's why I, I value what they do. Well, I value the fact that this is a passing league now. That's what it's, everybody's no, saying. No, I, but, but, I, but I do think, and you would agree with me, yeah. those guys can cover. Yeah, no, it's no, not no. like... It, All these these You guys. said who are the safest, and we're and I think we both agree they're the safest picks. Yeah, because they are the best and most willing tacklers. They are, and you still will be a prisoner to your defensive play caller and to the rest of the guys on your team. Yeah, man, Fred, I always enjoy talking with you, and I think we got to talk maybe O line next time, and let's keep an eye on those names and see who's right. Uh, this all. ain't finished. <laughs> this is not. Over, okay. my brother. We will continue. This. Yeah. So, Fred. Yeah. What are you watching? For our uh, last segment. Hey, hey. This new show, Beef. Oh, what's? Oh, yeah. That's the one about the road rage thing, right? Yes. It starts off in road rage and it just ends in terrible stuff. It's just like every episode just starts to snowball and things get worse and worse. I, I heard. And worse. The, I heard the main characters like like might get together at the end. Do you think that's what's gonna happen? Yes, but they see they leave you on a cliffhanger. <laughs> Because, okay. they, cause listen, he gets shot by her husband. What? I'm telling you. Spoiler alert. She, like, she falls in love with the dude that she was in road rage with. She cheats on her husband with the dude's brother. <laughs> uh, then they get trapped in the woods together. They eat some poison berries and just lose their mind. What show is this? It's called Beep. You got to watch it. It's an emo uh, emotional roller coaster. And yeah. that's what I like. And it's written very well, shoot. All right. Well, I'm watching. What are you watching? I'm watching the Night Agent, which I don't really watch. I kind of work on. I work out with it at night, yeah. and then it's on. It's okay. I mean, it's not as good as beef sounds no, like. No, it's you're just not like, really. You're not really a TV dude. I mean, I, I do, but I got kids, Fred, and they live with I me. Got I got kids. I know, but I, you, you know how it is. Your kids are older, right? They're like in yeah, high they school. Yeah, they get older. So, so I got like youth sports. I got football practice on Monday and Monday, Thursday. I got hockey practice on Tuesday. I got soccer practice on Wednesday. Like it's not a lot of time. Stop to, all that nagging. What the baby gonna do? <laughs> Check this out. What? When you get to the age when your kids getting older, yeah. now they just eat and go in their room and close their door. <laughs> like you don't, you don't want that because then you like that is true. I do, want it. I want it. Yeah. Do, do I got a relationship with my kids? Yeah. Like they just outgrowing yeah. you at the time, and they don't want to chill with pops all the time. And plus, with the phones, oh yeah, but with the phones, it's terrible. It's over with. So I guess what I'm saying is I enjoy that that I'm not watching a lot of TV right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because well, I'm doing stuff with the family. But I was raised by the TV. <laughs> the show that I am watching, not great. But Fred, thanks, buddy. <laughs> we'll talk about this more next time on the show.